Music with a message on KFUO. We are the messenger of good news. AM 850 in the St. Louis region. You can find us worldwide at KFUO.org. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm your host, Gary Duncan. It's time now for our moment in scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Now, Matt, we finished uh, Nehemiah. We read all the way through Esther and uh, into chapter one of Job. Man, that sounds like a very long assignment that you've given us. You <laughs> remind me of that mean teacher back in high school. Yeah, sorry, Gary. You know, it's summer. People have a little extra time, little maybe, extra on their time, hands. Give, give them but some of it was short. <laughs> uh, there yeah, wasn't I a mean, whole lot to the whole book of Esther. It's not like we were reading forever. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, typically we usually stick with one book for a while and then ease our way into another one. But no, we uh, hit our listeners with three different books this week. So <laughs> thanks for hanging in there if you're reading along, and we hope you are. So what would you like to uh, highlight in our reading uh, this week? I think what I'd like to focus on is that book of Esther in particular. So we we covered Nehemiah some uh, last week when we talked. We talked about Nehemiah as that faithful layperson who God uniquely skilled to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So we, we covered most of that. Uh, next week, maybe we can talk more about Job. We're going to be in the book of Job for a couple weeks. It's a longer book, and we can discuss Job's setting. But I thought this week we could focus on uh, the book of Esther primarily. Um, the book of Esther, boy, it's just a great story. I mean, it's it's a true story, right, uh, in Scripture, uh, but it's just a really good one, too. It takes place uh, during the, the time uh, following the uh, Babylonian captivity and uh, during this reign of the Persians. And uh, the thing that's unique about Esther as, as a book of the Bible is, is guess whose name is never mentioned in Esther? What do you I, think, Gary? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so God's name. God wasn't mentioned. <laughs> okay. Like, well, I should have the Bible then, right? I should have um, just guessed because that was going to be my guess. <laughs> right. And, you know, they teach us in Sunday school, or they did. My, my brothers did anyway. If the pastor ever asks you a question, it's usually Jesus or God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's usually a pretty safe bet. And it's usually the right answer, right? You know? Right. <laughs> But yeah, Esther's it's it's unique. So it's the only book in the Bible that does not contain God's name in it. It doesn't say Yahweh, the Lord, it doesn't say God. It's just as a really neat narrative. It's yeah, really I didn't even story. notice that. So Yeah. The 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 thing is though, you know, people say, Well, wait a second, why is that in the Bible? Um, even though God maybe isn't mentioned specifically, boy, we see God at work big time. A mm-hmm. uh, God is at work as he is in all things, right, uh, in life and certainly in the scriptures. But in the book of Esther, we see God at work. Just a real brief rundown of the book of Esther. Okay, I'm going to give just a brief summary. Um, Esther is a Hebrew, um, and she is uh, chosen to be queen. She's she's beautiful, we're told. Uh, she is part of the king's harem, and she rises above uh, to be the actual queen. That's pretty neat. She's in a position of power and authority there, although the king is the real power and the real authority. But yet there's this guy in the king's court, one of the king's officials named Haman. And Haman comes to hate Esther's relative, kind of her uncle, Mordecai. Uh, He doesn't pay tribute to Haman. He doesn't honor him when he sees him pass by. And this just drives Haman nuts. And it seems like really irrational that this guy named Haman would be so upset about this, but he is. Well, he finds out that Mordecai is uh, a Hebrew, a Jew. And so Haman is on this mission to exterminate the Jews, uh, the Hebrews. And he gets the king's permission to even do so. Well, Mordecai uh, catches wind of this, 
and he petitions Esther to do something about it, to talk to the king about it. And so there's some famous verses here in chapter four of Esther, kind of right in the middle of the book, uh, chapter four, beginning with verse 11. And uh, Mordecai, uh, well, Esther's sending this message to Mordecai, who had requested her to go and talk to the king. And this is what she says. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that if any man or woman goes to the king inside the inner court without being called, but there is one law to be put to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter so that he may live. But as for me, I have not been called to come into the king in 30 days. So Esther says, okay, what, what you're asking me to do to talk to the king and to petition him about this, changing this, this, this ruling uh, to, to exterminate the Jews, for me to go into the king is kind of a big deal. No one can go to see the king unless they're summoned, not even the queen. And the only way that they will be saved is if the king is gracious, he accepts the gold, ex extends that golden scepter and sort of pardons the person, allows them to come to talk to him. Wow, that's pretty, pretty amazing, the, the power that the king has. Well, it, it goes on, verse 12, it says, And they told Mordecai what Esther had said. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, uh, Do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So Mordecai says, well, Esther, uh, guess what? If you don't do something, uh, there's going to be destruction. Yeah, maybe God will raise up another deliverer in another way, but your family most likely is, is going to die. Uh, and then those, those words, they're probably the most famous, verse 14. Uh, who knows? Who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this? In other words, maybe God has put you in this place as queen at this moment in history to save the people, to save the Jews. Uh, again, to make a long story short, uh, Esther goes into the king. He extends the gold scepter. She's allowed to, to speak her part. Uh, in the end, Haman's plot is foiled. Uh, the Jews are not killed. Uh, Haman it was so hateful, he not only wanted to kill the Jews, but he, uh, he built this 75-foot-high gallows to hang Mordecai on. Um, kind of crazy. He just has this hatred for this man. And in the end, it ends up being Haman himself who hangs on the gallows. Um, so the Jews are saved. Haman, the bad guy, he's hanged. And uh, things turn out pretty well, actually, in the end, uh, in the book of Esther. So, you know, what can we learn from the book of Esther? How do we see God at work in the book of Esther? I think maybe a, a really good takeaway is from Mordecai's words. You know, maybe God has put you here for a time such as this. And for us, uh, our listeners included, to consider that ourselves. Where has God placed us in this time, in this place? Because he's put us there for a purpose. Uh, he's put us there for a reason. He has a job for us to do. Uh, as Lutherans, we call that our vocation, our right. calling, that God has uniquely placed us there. He's given us a calling. And so we pray that God would allow us to fulfill that calling faithfully wherever we're at, to sort of bloom where we've been planted, to do what we do with what we can, with what we've been blessed with. So say, Pastor, we have someone listening and they say, yeah. uh, you know, how can I work to the glory of God? My my uh, vocation, my job is to make widgets, and I make these widgets all day long, and I stack the widgets, and I box the widgets. How can I serve God doing that? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. So I guess you know, give thanks to God that you you have the good health and the ability to make widgets. <laughs> and then how do you use? I guess one thing would be, well, you know, how do you use the your uh, the money you earn for making widgets? Right. You know, would be one thing. How do you how are you a good steward of those funds? Uh, maybe by that widget making, you're able to. Uh, care for your your spouse or your children to, right. to provide a, a provide safe for, home them. for them, and you can also them. have yeah. conversations with the other widget makers about God, and Christ. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you well, go. Well, it, most definitely, uh, just to do the the widget making to the best of our ability with the gifts God's given, and then yeah, as as have we ever opportunity wherever we're at, yeah, to share Christ with others. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's uh, any job where, including pastor, <laughs> where everyone already knows about. Jesus, right? Everyone right. is a Christian. Uh, all of us, I think, have different, op- unique opportunities in different ways to share Christ with others. And so, if, if you so, work yeah. at a widget place that doesn't allow you to talk about religion and stuff like that, you can still show people, you know, if they know that you're a Christian by the way you act and the way you behave and the way you just treat them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes do actions speak louder than words. We always want, you know, faith comes by hearing. We always want to share the word, right? Like we hear on KFUO. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, yeah. Um, share share who you are, live out your identity through your actions too. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it, Gary. Right. You bet. That that's a great insight too. Um, so yeah, we all have opportunities in different ways, and I, I think you know none of us to think that we're um, our lives are too plain or too mundane to really serve God. Uh, no, not at all. I, I think even of those who are listening, who maybe are um, it's hard for their own home even. Um, even still, they can serve the Lord. They can pray. Pray mm-hmm. for. KFUO's ministry, pray for your church, pray for pray for our nation, pray for its leaders. Uh, and doing that too, boy, uh, maybe God has blessed you with the gift of time to be able to lift up others in prayer. Um, so take advantage of, of that opportunity too, where God has placed you. So yeah, for all of us to consider what's our circumstance, how has God uniquely gifted us in this time, in this place to, to serve him, to serve our neighbor, uh, to be a witness to others. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I was just going to add one quick thing. You know, in, in saving the Jews, too, you know, God is at work because um, Jesus is going to be coming to the world pretty soon <laughs> when the story takes place. Um, and so in, in preserving that line, uh, God preserves the promise that the Messiah will come. And uh, certainly he works through Esther then to, to help that take place. So that, that's another uh, another place where we see God at work in the book of Esther. Okay. Would you like to lead us in yeah. the prayer? Yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful story of, of Esther, a story of your deliverance, of your deliverance through Esther and uh, your deliverance ultimately through the greater deliverer, Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, uh, like Esther, help us to examine our lives, uh, where you've placed us, uh, the gifts that you've given to us. Uh, how can we best serve you? How can we best serve our neighbor? How can we best live out our vocations? Uh, Lord, help us to find contentment in those callings uh, as we live out our faith in you. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. What's our reading for next week? So next week, uh, we are reading through Job chapter 2 through chapter 14. Job 2 through 14. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Listener supported AM850 KFUO in St. Louis region worldwide at KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news.